3 John verse 1, 4. If you got your place, say amen. John says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. Let's all read it together. I have no greater joy than to hear my children are walking in the truth. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you in the mighty name of Yeshua, Jesus Christ, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, born of a virgin, born in Bethlehem. Father, your word was manifested in the flesh. He spoke everything into existence. God, we love you. We thank you that you've given us a place to worship you today. And Lord, there's only one name given to men by which we must be saved, and that's the name of Jesus. And Lord, it's that name that we stand on today, that we have power, that we have an anointing from the Holy Spirit today. God, we ask that you speak through these lips of clay. Lord, we ask you hide your servant behind the cross that no flesh may boast before you. Father, I humble myself before you because I know, oh God, that with you I can do all things. But Lord, I know without a doubt, without you, I can do nothing. So Lord, have your way and just move by the power of the living God today and touch the lives of your people. Father, even though I don't, I don't know how I'm going to preach this message, but you know how. You said you will give us word and wisdom that none of our adversaries will be able to resist or contradict. So, Father, just speak now clearly and have your way in this service, and we glorify you in Jesus' name. And God's people said amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord God Almighty. Now, hopefully last week, you'll remember if you were here, that we, we talked about the importance, the importance of passing on the torch of God's word from one generation to the next generation. And as you know, many times in the scriptures, you'll find that the children of God, they're, they're walking with God at a certain season, but it was just the next generation that we find they have fell away from God, began to follow the ways of the world, worshiping the bells, the asterisks, and all the things the world has for them. And because of it, we find that the judgment of God would fall upon his own children. And it makes me wonder today if, if all the things that we're going through today could be part of the, the judgment of God against us because we have not followed the traditions of our forefathers who were great men and women of God who stood on the word of God, who built our country on the word of God, who built our schools and our churches on the word of God, but so quickly we have turned away from those things. John, I mean, Paul I think it's David who tells us, Psalms 25, verse 4 and 5. He says, show me your ways, O Lord, and teach me your paths. Guide me in truth and teach me, for you are my God, my Savior, my hope is in you all day long. John tells us that the law was given through Moses. But grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. And so John, even in his Gospel, he tells us, yet a time has coming and has now come when the, the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For they are the kind of worshipers that Father seeks God in spirit and his worshipers must 
worship him in spirit and in truth. We must. Because unless you, you come to God in a lie, if you come in God in falsehood, you're not in true worship. You can come in this service and your, your heart being left filled and you can raise your hand and make all the emotions. But if your heart is not in it, God knows. In fact, if I could get just one wish today, if I had one wish, I'd think about Thanksgiving, how we, we take the wishbone and we break it. I remember as a kid, we always did that every Thanksgiving. And this time it was me and my wife, we were tugging on the wishbone. And she came up with the short end, so I didn't get my wish. Oh, but if I had a wish, my wish would be that, Lord, let my children walk in the way of truth. Let my children be known as men and women of integrity. Let my children be known as the children of the living God. Let my children be like Hezekiah, as you know, was a man who served God wholeheartedly. And even on his deathbed, he cried out to God and he put his face against the wall and he cried out to God. And God gave that man 15 more years. Hallelujah. Hezekiah turned his face to the wall, prayed to the Lord, remember, Lord, how I walked before you faithfully and with wholehearted devotion and have done what is right in your eyes. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. Or we could be like Nehemiah. I pray that my children be like Nehemiah, who God used to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. What a servant of God. And the man of God cried out, Remember me with favor, oh my God, for all I have done for these people. I can't tell you how many times I have cried out to God using those same exact words, Lord, remember me with favor for all I have done for your people. Because, you know, this is not an easy thing to do to stand up here week after week and, and, and try to put something together that you that, that would move you and that God would use you and that, that God would touch me in such a way that I could speak his word. It's not always easy to hear from God, especially when you live in a world that is full of so much distractions. Now, honestly, when I read my text this week, when God began to lay it on my heart, I instantly began to think of something that happened to me last month that just totally blessed my heart like never before. I received a little card from my mom. It was what they call a, a pastor appreciation card. And in that card, my mom, she had wrote something that was very, very familiar familiar to me. And it was not a new word that I'd never heard before, but, but when, when I read it and it came from my mom, and I know that these are the words of God, it, it changed my life forever. And I'll take these words to my grave. And it's the words of Mark 1 and 11, where the Father spoke from heaven. And he said, you are my son, whom I love. And with you, I am well pleased. You know, there's, there's no greater joy for a child to, to hear that their parents are pleased with them. Because I think of all the years that I spent in the world when I was touring, when I was doing all those things that, that rock musicians do, and, and, and I was living a life that was not pleasing to my parents. They, they, were not, they were not proud, even though I was on stages with thousands of people and records and all that stuff. They were not proud 
of the fact that I was their son because I was living a life that was not glorifying to the Father. But when I opened that card and I, and I saw those little words, this is my son whom I love, I am well pleased, it, it moved me. And there's no other greater joy except this, except to know that when your children, the ones that you raised up, the ones you trained up in the Word of God, when you hear someone, some stranger tells you that your children are walking according to the Word of God, there's no greater joy than to hear that. Today's message is simply entitled, The Blessings of walking in the truth. I want you to turn to your neighbor if you have one. And say, neighbor, how would that make you feel if the heavens opened up and the Father spoke from heaven saying, this is my son whom I love, whom I am well pleased. I think it was the same John who writes in the book of Revelation Blessed are those who read the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear it and take it to heart, for the time is at hand. And when I think about the Father saying, this is my Son whom I love, whom I am well pleased, I think about how you and I all will stand before God, and if there's anything that we, we desire to hear from God is those words. We, we, oh, hallelujah, we don't want to hear those words. I, I never knew you away from me, you workers of iniquity. But we want to hear those words. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5 and 10 that we all must appear before the judgment seat of Christ that each man may receive what is due him for the things done in the body, whether good or bad. But Jesus tells us in Matthew 25 and 23, his master replied, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things, and I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. And so what a blessing it is if someone will come to you and say, Hey, Kathy, your son's doing well. He's walking with God, while on the other hand, it's a terrible feeling when someone tells you that your, your child is in trouble. They're, they're back on the crack pipe. They're back doing whatever they're doing. They're hooked on drugs. They're hooked on alcohol. They're, they're back in the jailhouse. They're, come on, amen. There, there's nothing worse than to hear those words. And last week we brought up Proverbs 22 and 6, which tells us to train up a child in a way that he should go, and when he is old, he shall not depart from it. In other words, it doesn't matter what season they are in right now. We have a promise from God that they will return back to the house of the living God and serve him wholeheartedly. So one day we will have the assurance knowing that this is my son whom I love, whom I'm well pleased of. Hallelujah. And I think about the words of Christ who tells us in John 10 and 27. He says, my sheep, they listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. And when he says they follow me, he's simply talking about how they're willing to walk in the truth. 
Because honestly, you cannot walk in the truth and walk in darkness at the same time. We're in a confused generation, ain't that right, brother? Where so many believe that, that, that they're walking with God, but at the same time they, they confess Him with their mouth, but their hearts are so far from Him. And, and I am on social media constantly because I'm trying to promote Jesus, promote our group, and I'm always looking, but I'm always surprised that, that so many who call themselves Christians, Christanios, those who bear His name, the things they're willing to post on their page. This stuff is not ever going to be gone. It's always going to be there for generations to see. They may not think that it's a big deal, but I I think about that one picture of Johnny Cash. We all like Johnny. Come on, amen. But it's that one picture that I'm sure that, that haunted him all the days of a Christian man when he had that finger, you know, pointing, and then the camera caught it. And you know, he was probably higher than know what. Come on, amen. And he took that picture, and that picture is still being posted. But if Johnny could go back and get a redo, I can promise you he'd have kept that finger down. Hallelujah. But we're living in a world who loves the world, loves the flesh. But James, he tells us, you adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world is hatred toward God? And anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God? Isn't it John, the same John who tells us, do not love the world or anything in the world, for everything in the world, the the cravings of sinful man, the lust of his eyes, the boasting of what he has and does, comes not from the Father but from the world, and the world and his desires will pass away, but the man who does the will of God will live forever. Oh, John, he tells us this, 1 John 5 through 1 John 5 through 7. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet, yet walk in darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, then we have fellowship with one another in the blood of Jesus purifies us from all sins. Hallelujah. And if you could go back and talk to that guy right now, Sammy, say it says that all sins have been covered in the blood. And I praise God for that. And so John in our text, he's, he's moved by his emotions to hear that some of his children are walking in the truth. I was wondering, is this talking of his physical children or is this talking about his spiritual children? And so I had to do a little research, but I could not find nowhere where it talked about John having physical children. He may have had a small family, but it really doesn't mention it nowhere that I could find. I'm sure it's out there. But when it came to having children in the spirit, this man is still having children today. In fact, every time we hear God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son and some young woman, young child, they step up and they give their life to Christ. John is still having children in the faith today in the year 2020. Come on, amen. 
That, that just shows you the power of God's word. He says, my word does not return void, but it shall accomplish that which I please in the purpose for which I have sent it. And so when John heard that his children are walking in the faith, it, it made his heart jump with joy. Because there's one thing to, to know the word, but it's a completely different thing than when you do the word. Because there's a lot of scholars out there who know the word, but seldom do we find these individuals walking the word. One of my favorite singers is, is named T.J. Harris, and he has a song called Walk Love. Man, if you can ever just... Type that in. Look for that song, Walk Love. It, it, it's amazing. This song will just bless your heart because it, it, it's the way we're, we're called. And so there, there's no greater joy to hear that, that these children that, that I've raised up, that I made disciples, are now walking according to the Word of God. I remember years ago, after I got saved in 97, it was about 98, I led this one man. His name was Manuel. Manuel Rose, and I was right on the, on the corner of Henderson and, and 75. There used to be like a churches right there, I believe. And, and I led this man to the Lord, but it was like years later, and, and I saw one of his co-workers, and he was retired now, and I said, hey, how, how's Manuel doing, Mr. Rose? How's Mr. Rose doing? He said, man, you would not believe this man is on fire for God. He's walking with God. He's a, he is a deacon of his church. And, and all he talks about is Jesus. And there's no greater joy to know that one of your children are walking according to the word of God. I mean, it was several years ago that, that Kathy came up to me and said, Pastor, you're going to love this. I'm, I'm, I'm working for the food bank. And I'm like, Yes. That's because she's willing to walk according to the word of God. I had a young disciple that I, I, I trained up for several years. His name is James Alexander. And that young man left and he became a youth pastor and a worship leader of a church out in Red Oak, Texas. And when I hear about that, knowing that, that I had my hand in that through the Holy Spirit, that this man is doing the work of God simply because someone took the time to teach and train him up in the way he should go. Hallelujah. And I can tell you one day you're going to hear about somebody that you led to the Lord is now doing the work of God themselves. You know, I think it was a man named Mordecai Ham who no one ever heard of. But it was this man who came on a revival and preached the gospel. And a young man stood up and got saved by the name of Billy Graham. And because of the work of Mordecai Ham, it was, it was through this work that thousands upon thousands of people were saved through one man. Hallelujah. And so we look at the opposite side of the spectrum, the opposite side, that there's no, there's no worse thing to hear that your children are walking away from the truth. I hope that you never experienced because I tell you, when you get at that place, that there's really nothing that you can do because at that point, they're not willing to listen to you. They say, oh, here's the hand. But the truth is, there is something that we can do. 
when we find our children walking away from the truth, doing the things that the world does, there's one thing that we can do, and that is we can fall on our face before God. The Bible says pray without ceasing. That means don't quit. Don't give up. God ain't through. I think it was James says, if anyone is in trouble, let them pray. Matthew 7 and 7, Jesus says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be opened unto you. Mark eleven twenty four. therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe you have received it and it shall be yours. It will be yours. But you have to believe it. You have to believe that your children can be brought out of that desolate place. You have to believe that God is still God and still on the throne and able to take them out of the street, take them out of addiction, take them out of their suffering and pain and put them on the rock. Hallelujah. I believe that God is able. Come on, you say able if you believe me. Is he able? He is able today to deliver the worst. Paul said, I am the worst of sinners. Persecuting the church unto death. But God had a plan. Don't give up on God. I can promise you he is not through. John says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. Now, can we go a little bit deeper with this? Because I like to expound on the word of God where where we just don't scratch the surface, but we get down into the roots of it. And so what we first of all, we have to determine is this. These are not just the words of a man named John who is writing about his children. But the truth is, the Bible says that all scriptures is God breathed. And so the reality of this is, it's not just John saying, I have no greater joy But it's God himself saying to you and I today in this little church in Millwood, Texas. Where are we at? Union Valley. God's saying today that I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. And so you have to ask yourself, am I a child of God? And am I walking According to the truth of God's word. I test myself all the time with this verse, the one we know so well, John 14 and 6. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And so I ask myself, am I walking in the way? Am I walking in the way of Christ? Am I walking in the truth of Christ? Am I walking in his life? In other words, am I willing to love the unlovable? Am I willing to to go the distance? And am I willing to lay down my life for somebody? A crucified life. Paul says in 2.20 of Galatians, I am crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me in the life I live in the flesh. I live by faith in the Son of the living God. I wish, I want to break the wishbone. I wish America today would get hungry. 
not, not hungry for food or toilet paper. Come on, amen. I'm talking about hungry for this right here. Man, I, I desire one day to see the churches fill up like they did on 9-11. What will it take again to get us here? Oh, the devil, he's having his picnic, man. He's got us all in fear and we're all worried. God does not give us a spirit of fear. But a spirit of power, love, and sound mind. My Bible said that God is not the author of confusion. He ain't confused. But the world we're living in acting confused because they're not devouring what they need to sustain their spiritual man. They're walking and they're living in the flesh and they're conceiving just the things that the television will throw out to them and all they can produce is junk. I believe it was years ago I heard a preacher say, you know what, you just need to put an antenna on the top of your trash can because that's all you're getting out of it is a bunch of trash. But I was thinking about today. Who is it that reports to God about how we are doing? And I began to think about how we have one who, who hates our guts. You know the one. The one who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Satan. He is the accuser of the brethren. You know, when I was a little boy, there was something called a tattletale. And the tattletale always got his tail kicked. You know what I'm talking about? You can do a lot to me, but don't tattle on me. If I want to chew red man tobacco and get sick, that's my problem. But don't go tell my mom because then I got to deal with the stars and stripes. And so we would always take care of the tattletale, but, but I got news for you. We do have one who stands before God. The Bible says in Revelation 12 and 10, And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of the brethren is cast down, which is accused of them day and night. In other words, even though he is accusing us and will accuse us, we have one who pulled the teeth of the lion. Come on, amen. He may gnaw on us, but he can't destroy us. I got the reading in the book of Genesis 18, 20 through 21 about the angels and how they came down. The Lord said to the, that the outcry of Sodom and Gomorrah is so great and their sin is so grievous that I will go down. And he says, when I go down, he's talking about sending his representatives. God just sits on the throne. If he says, go, the angels go, and they're, they're his representatives. So I'll go down to see if what they have done is as bad as the outcry that has reached me. If not, I will know. And so with that said, he, he also gives us a warning today in our world. We have the warning, and it's found in Hebrews 13, 1 and 2. Keep on loving each other as brothers. And do not forget to entertain strangers. And by doing so, men have entertained angels unaware. So here's the question. That I, I, I believe it was the Holy Spirit. Maybe it was just me. But, but it seems like to me, I, I hear these words in, in my head, in the back of my head. How many tests... Have you had? And how many tests have you failed? 
And how many tests will you have later? Because I don't know if you ever noticed that every once in a while this, this individual will end up in the church. We don't know his name. He didn't write nothing down. Did you know him? I don't know who he was. Have you ever seen him? I've never seen him before. But mysteriously, he or she, they walk in the door, they hardly say a word, and then they leave. And it makes me wonder, did we pass our test? Because, you know, the angel will come in many shapes and forms. You know, they could come as a rich man. And, and if it's a rich man, if we see that, and if the preacher's running, oh, have the best seat of the house. Or if they come in in rags and they look homeless and, and not knowing that they could be an angel, well, why don't you sit back yonder? Come on, amen. Well, I'm, I'm telling you the truth. And it's that individual that you see walking down the road with rags on. Could that be the individual who's testing our hearts? Are we willing to love the unlovable? Are we willing? Will God say, this is my son whom I love, whom I am well pleased? Because we are the ones that he is testing. He could be testing us right now. Are you just going to hear the word or are you going to leave here or are you going to do it? Actually, that's all I have. But you know what? That went quick. Wow. Woo. <laughs> what happened? Amen. But, but I looked down and the notes are empty, but, but I'm not through yet. You know, one of the things that, that God has given me as, as a man of God is the gift to produce children. If, if I share a number with you, I don't want you to think that, that I'm, I'm wagging my tail by no means, okay? Because what the Bible says that, that God chose the foolish things of this world to shame the wise. He chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no flesh may boast before him. And the reason I want to share this with you because if God, if God could take a young man out of the streets, used to moving all that, that heroin for, I ain't going to tell you his name, but, but, but I was a mule. Do you all know what a mule is? A mule is someone who takes... The product. Come on, amen. And so I, I was hauling two pounds a trip. Two, if, if I got caught doing, I'd still be doing time now. But, but you got to understand that, that God had a plan for my life. And God was not through with me yet. And even though all the world could see was just another rock musician, but, but what God saw was beyond that because God does not look on the outside of the man, but he looks inside the heart. That there must have been something in my heart that God said, I can use that because that right there has no faith in himself. And over the years, I have seen the harvest come in. I have led over 1,185 men and women to the Lord that I know of. And I've got, I've got every name written down in a book. Now listen, it does not stop there. 
Because over a thousand people now are saved. And over a thousand people hopefully are taking that word of God and going to the next level and doing what I was doing. So I know that when I stand on that day before God and I'm looking for a little thousand, there's going to be a multitude because everybody was doing what they're called to do. But if we don't pass the torch, it will stop and our harvest will be small. You say, oh, pastor, I've only led one person to the Lord. I say, praise the Lord for that one. Because if you ever take a roll of dominoes and you knock one over, come on, amen. It only takes one. Jesus said, I'm leaving the 99 to go look for the one. Hallelujah. Because he know it only takes one. If we can get our focus off the multitude, but get our focus on the one. And you leave this bed and say, I'm looking for the one. And if I can get this one person saved and I can train them up, they can win others, the ones I can't reach. I was posting on my Facebook, wanted Christian rock drummer. And I said, time out. I went back and I said, repost. We want you saved or not saved. Because if you're not saved, you're going to get saved, basically. I, I can't help it what you've done in the past, but if you can come in here, your singer's going to lead you to the Lord, and you're going to get the Word of God every practice. Because like that saying is, that you, you, can, you can't stop a dog from barking. My old boss called me on the carpet when I worked for the gas company. Come in here, son. Y'all want me to finish this? Because I've been finished about 10 minutes ago. Come on, amen. But, but he simply said, come in here, son. We got to talk. I said, oh, man, I'm going to the carpet. I'm in trouble now. He said, listen, you have got to quit preaching in the streets of Dallas. I said, if I say I will not mention him. Or speak any more in his name. His word is like a fire shut up in my bones. I'm weary of holding it in. Indeed, I cannot. And you should have saw his face. He just turned pale. He said, can you, can you tone it down a little? <laughs> I said, maybe a little. Do, do, I need, do I need to go home? He said, no, you, you continue. But please remember that you are working for the company. And he brought a scripture to him. He said, now, the Bible says that we have to do everything as working unto the Lord. I said, yeah, okay. You got me there. Okay. So, but, but the truth is, is that when it's in you, the seed of God, the power of God, the manifestation of the Holy Spirit is dwelling within your chest right there. You have the same power to speak to those mountains, to bind up the enemy. Come on, amen. Jesus said, I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and what you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. We have the power. We have the power to reach the lost. Christmas 20 and 20, it will come and go. We're facing the face of brand new year 2021. We don't know what it brings. But you know what? Let's get excited about that new year. Because when I think about new years, I think about fresh starts. 
What year were you saved, sir? 85. Ooh, boy, I was a heathen. I wish I knew you in 85. <laughs> Come on, amen. But, but, but if you can go back to 85, Jesus said, remember the things you did at first. Can y'all say that? Remember the things I did at first. Well, when we first get saved, what do we do? Man, we can't get out of it. We wake up with it. We spend all day with it. We go to bed with it. And we're looking for tomorrow to just look for that little piece of gold. You know, when you find that little nugget. It's been there the whole time. But when you start digging and all of a sudden you find it, it changes your world. If we could just get hungry for that word again. And get hungry for lost souls. I think there will be a turnaround. And I remember I told you all about it. If we'll learn to take off our, our mask, God will eventually let us take our mask off. I'm talking about the mask of hypocrisy. Come on, amen. Let's all stand. But there's blessings in walking in the truth. You can be a blessing to your wife if you're married. You can be a blessing to your husband if you're married. Because even though they may have been walking in a backslidden condition, when they see you walking in truth, it will bring conviction into their life. They won't look down on you. They'll look up at you. And if you're just a young girl, how old are you? Awesome. What if you chose Jesus over everything Oh, you have. That's what I like to hear. And so you begin to walk like nobody else walks in your generation. I knew a young girl named Hannah, Hannah Hoover. She refused to be like the world. Her mom trained her up harder than anybody I ever saw. And now you ought to see how God has prospered her. Let, let me say this. It may look, may look fuzzy for a while. But when God gives you the vision of what he's going to do in your life, it's going to come so clear. You will know it without a doubt. You will not turn to the right or to the left. And you will pursue it with all that you have. And it's all about a thing called surrender. You know, sometimes I think we ought to just put white flags on each corner of our church. And every service, service we ought to come in and just raise our flag and say, God, we, we surrender. Wouldn't that be awesome? People walking, what is the white flag? That means we're ready to surrender for this. Let's do that. Y'all want to? Yeah, yeah. Amen. Yeah. Man, everybody's got flags on their house. We ought to put a white flag on ours. What's the white flag? I surrender. Maybe that's what God wants. I know I want to see my children to surrender. Because I don't want to hear another report that my kids are out of the will of God. Because they know better. Let's all close our eyes. Father, you're awesome. And God, we love you deeply today. You are the king of kings. You are the Lord of Lords. And I truly believe you spoke today. 
And I pray that today when we walk out of these doors, Lord, we will be inspired and our eyes will be open. And if the angel comes to test us, help us pass the test. When the individual is lost and needs to be saved, help us to bring in the harvest. When people need to be loved on, help us to love and not talk down to them. And when people has persecuted us, let us turn the other cheek and respond back with love. God, help us. And so we leave with the heart. We just raise our flag today. We're surrendering. Father, I pray your blessings in the name of Jesus. I pray it right now from the youngest to the oldest in this building today. I pray for this young girl. said, I am walking with Jesus. Your word said, if I'm ashamed of men, if I'm ashamed of you before men, I'll be ashamed of you before my Father in heaven. I pray anointing of the Holy Spirit to fall fresh upon this vessel of clay. Walk with her, talk with her, use her, bless her, and have your way. Father, I just thank you for all the, the things you've done in our church and all you're going to continue to do. God, you are good, and your mercy endures forever. We love you now, and we praise you in Jesus' name. And God's people said amen and amen.